Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here is your host, Director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. Thank you, guys. Uh, Thank you for joining me. You know, over the course of the years, the mission has been around and we've done a lot of things and you guys have supported us throughout all these years. And I want to take the opportunity always to thank you guys because it's your donations. I, I know that God prompts the heart and I know God has has kept our mission going all these years. But I <laughs> I wanted today to give you a little uplift, to give you a little report that I hope that you all will be thrilled with. Uh, we took the back half, and I've been telling you we're going to do this, but our building, the old building, is in three sections. The first section has the showers. It has... Um, the men's clothes closet, it has places for our guys to, as restrooms, and it has a lot of things that are back there. I knew for a long time we needed to really get in there and really open up those walls, make sure everything was all right. And of course, as we did, we found out everything was not all right. And so uh, we hired contractors to totally redo the building. They went to the city. The city worked with us and and has come out all the way along doing the inspections that needed to be done. And so uh, God has really been moving in the life of the mission. It's difficult right now because we had to go and buy portable showers for the guys and and we had to move the women's clothes closet a little bit. But here's the stuff I wanted you to know. It's really exciting for me, and I hope it's exciting for all of you. I I went back there. I go back there every day, and every piece of sheetrock is off the wall. Every piece of insulation is out. The wiring's been ripped out. The plumbing's been ripped out. The floor in the shower has been jackhammered out to put in a very special floor that's going to last way beyond my time. We're not going to have tiles on the shower. We've got a solid material that's going up on the walls, and it's going to be great. We have taken the program men. Most of you know that 25 men or 24 men live with us maximum at any one given time on the program. And they have a dorm, and that dorm has air conditioning in it now because, let's face it, some of the nights in Sacramento can be pretty brutal. In addition to that, the windows were single pane, the insulation wasn't good, and so the first thing that we did was rehab that room for them, and it looks amazing. And so now the jackhammers came in, the electricians came in, the plumbers came in, and uh, they they are just doing, uh, I can't even tell you what a fabulous job they're doing. Every day they have to come and ask me, hey, pastor, look, we found this behind the wall. And just so you know, I was a commercial air conditioning contractor for many years, so I know what, I know electrical, I know plumbing, and I know structure. And everything that they have found was absolutely needed. The, 
The owner of the company, a guy named Michael, is is honest. He's a believing man, and he's been great with us. His prices have been amazing. And it's still going to cost us a great deal of money. We're hoping to have that section all finished up by November so that we can once again house the 60 men from the street. And our showers will be open and we can remove the portable showers, excepting for two of them. We have ordered a pair of these portable showers so that we can try to help the ladies. We just reopened our women's clothes closet, which is such a praise. Uh, When I first got there, we had no women's clothes closet, and we rehabbed a building so that we could make a women's clothes closet. And it is opened back up again. And it's just, you know, there wasn't a ton of women, but, you know, they're not used to it being open. So we have, they come in and they have a, a, a Bible study. And Miriam, the woman teaching this time, uh, I was ducking in and out, and she does always a fabulous job. I, I know her very well and her husband. And both solid, believing, wonderful people who, who love God and, and put, put feet to their faith. And that's what we all need to do, right? Then in addition to that, we open back up our chapel services. And again, instead of, you know, 125 people, we had 25 people. But that too, you know, right now there's a lot of places that are handing out food, a lot of places that are housing people, and those will eventually dry up as we go back to some semblance of normality. And uh, I guess we use the word normalcy these days, but at any rate. Uh, But that's fine because the mission has been here for almost 60 years, preaching the gospel, because as it says in Romans, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, and I am not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of who we are or what we do. And even though the world seems to be turning on us a little bit, it's okay because God hasn't turned on us. You guys out there kept us going through the pandemic, and not one time did we advertise for the pandemic, give us money, and yet you send us the money we needed. We needed extra supplies, and they showed up. We needed masks, and we needed alcohol swabs, and we needed all these things. Uh, a Chinese uh, outreach, a, a missionary group, a Christian missionary group, uh, consisting of, of all, actually, Chinese people, they brought us we we were so low on N95 masks and they brought us they brought us thousands of them it was it was amazing and uh every time we turned around the food would show up from one of the big outlets and, and supplies would show up and masks would show up and at the same time we started our project when we had to have our dorm shut down anyway and as I said, we're hoping the guys are working, just absolutely working as hard as they can. And hopefully by October or, or November, we'll have 
the whole of that back part of the mission open up. Then we'll be moving on to the dining hall. And we're going to do the same thing there. And then eventually we're going to do the same thing when it comes to the uh, chapel. We've been bobbing and weaving and, and moving things around and trying to store things at places that, you know, hey, we need to get the chapel open here. We need to do this. And God has been great. And, and you guys have been great. Some of our donors have come by to see what's going on. And, and I've, I've been able to meet with some really lovely people that care so much about the gospel. I wanted to let you know, as we were talking to some of the ladies today, that we really do care about the people out on the street. It doesn't matter what anybody ever tells you. We care about their eternal salvation first. I want to feed them, and I want to clothe them, and I want to house them, and I want them to have showers, but I want them saved above all things. I want to know that these people heard the word of God emanating from the mission and that some of them just just heard they they answered the call of God and they stepped from darkness into light never again to be in danger of stepping off the precipice into hell i know it sounds old fashioned huh but the gospel is old fashioned we sinned against a holy god the whole of humanity bore the marks of, of our distant grandfather and grandmother, Adam and Eve. We bore those scars and, and we were prepared and on our way to hell. But an awesome God who we offended when we were yet his enemies sent his son to live a perfect life, to die for our sins, to take onto the cross all our iniquities, all our sins, all our shame, all the curse that was placed on us because of Adam and Eve's indiscretion. But even if it wasn't for Adam and Eve, how many sins have we done ourselves? And, you know, Bible says if you transgress the law in one area, you've transgressed it all. So you're guilty of the whole thing, and so am I. But God of grace and mercy, love and kindness sent his son, and he hung on a tree, and you know what it says, cursed is anyone who hangs on a tree. And so Jesus was cursed on that tree for us. That wasn't the end of the story. The end of the story came when the third day he rose and that anyone who looks upon him, anyone who seeks him, and anyone the God, God the Father calls, that when they come, they find mercy, they find grace, and they find salvation. Why am I a saved individual? Is it because I'm a good person? No, not at all. Is it because my works outshine the guy next to me? Nope. That could never have been it. Do I deserve his mercy and his grace? Nope. After I came to Christ and after he transformed me and after he saved me, then, of course, 
I was perfect and never did anything. Nope, not the case. Still a sinner saved by grace. I'm not trying to be humble. I'm just trying to tell you that I know who I am, and I know he knows who I am. Why he chose me, why he loved me, why he did what he did, only he knows, but I'm grateful. I try to obey the law, at least the righteousness that he has put on us, but I can't do that either, and he knew that. But I don't do those things. I don't try to do what Christ said out of fear of hell because that's off the table. I do what I do and the works that I do as poorly as I do them sometimes because he did save me, because I love him and I am grateful. That is why the mission does what it does. That's why we needed to be open, and whether it's 25 or 125 a night, whether we're feeding X amount of people or three times that amount, it's all about to the glory of God and for the good of the people. You know, I uh, when I go to pray, and by the way, I'm going to steal this directly from Alistair Begg. I heard him on the radio the other day, and I, I love him dearly. I think he's, he's a great preacher. But he said that, you know, sometimes he was talking about a song, and the song, and you probably all remember it, I just called to say I love you. Well, you know what? He said that what parent doesn't, wouldn't want the child to call them up and say, hey, mom, dad, guess what? I just called to say I love you. Well, I started really thinking about what he said and how when we go to God, sometimes we need to go to God not with requests for help, but Lord, I just called to say I love you. And I've been, I've been doing that. And, uh, and I feel the presence of God when I'm in that mood, in that worshipful mood. And that's what I want the folks at the mission to have. That's what I want each one of you guys to have. I've been criticized by people, and there are other pastors that don't like the way I do things or think the mission isn't doing the things they need to do. But trust me, we've always tried to do exactly what we need to do. Do we do it perfectly? No, because it's run by imperfect man, me and the board of directors, all imperfect people, men and women. But here's the deal. The deal is we all love Jesus Christ and we want that love to emanate from the mission and we want that love to be evident in what we do. and We want that love to be transferred and we want the God of all grace and glory to go to the people out onto the street, to the program and to the staff members, to the donors and to those that hate us as well. I know that you may not think this is the truth, but it is. Uh, there's what motivates me every day is to know that God's righteousness has been placed upon us through nothing we did. What's it say? 
saved by grace through faith, and that not even of yourself. It's a gift of God, lest anyone should boast. So I can't boast about that. Can't boast about my goodness, my holiness. The only righteousness I have comes from God. And if and so I'll do like the Bible says, and I'll boast only in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But getting back to what I was saying, you guys have been amazing to us. 60 years almost. Next year, it'll be 60 years the Union Gospel Mission has been there. 60 years starting off in a little front in a slum part of town, old Sacramento, when it was still a slum. If you're older, you know what I mean. And brought us to where we are. All the travails, all the attacks, all the times somebody wanted to move us off the property, and yet God sustained us through it all because of his love for us and his love for humanity that he would keep us preaching the gospel. Could they take it all away? I suppose they could if it was God's will. But until it's God's will, we'll keep preaching the gospel regardless of whether it's popular or not. We'll keep upholding the name of Jesus Christ even though it's not popular anymore. We will stand for what is right and righteous, but not in some some better than holier than thou type of attitude. No. With a I care so much I just don't want to see you go to hell attitude. That's how we're gonna be. I'm grateful that God would take me from who I once was to who he has made me be today. That he has put me on even this radio show, which you know, I not only didn't deserve to be a pastor, a director, to have a radio show, but I didn't even deserve life. But God gave me that and brought me through these things. And like I told you a week or two ago, I can hear not audibly God's voice, but God speaking to me through his word when in Joshua 1.9, when he told him to be courageous, be very courageous. And just like Moses, don't turn to the right or to the left, but be, but make sure that you obey all my statutes. So do I do those perfectly? No, no. Like I said before, I'm an imperfect man. Do I always think the right thoughts? No. Am I always in the right places? No. Do I want to be? I do. And I look forward to the day that when God takes us home, that I won't have to deal with sin and temptation and all those things again because they'll be gone. He'll wipe away every tear. He'll draw from me the loneliness that I feel sometimes. He'll... Lift me up even though I don't deserve to be lifted up. Like he said in Isaiah 41, I have chosen you. I have not rejected you. I will lift you up with my righteous right hand. You know, it goes on to say all those that stand against you, and I'm going to paraphrase here, incensed against you or 
the different language used, they will be as nothing. And why is that? You know, I've said this before. Other pastors have said it. If you bow before the Lord of glory, you can stand before any man. So I don't know what tomorrow holds for me. I don't know if I will live to see tomorrow. I don't know whether I'll be here in 10 years. I don't know what the world is planning to do to the believers of Jesus Christ, but I pray I'll be counted in the number of the saints when that time comes. Like I have said to you you guys, and I'm not the only one, I didn't, I didn't start it, but if they ever make Christianity illegal, I pray that the moment they call me, there is overwhelming evidence that I am a follower of Jesus Christ and they can convict me in a heartbeat of being one of his. Because if I'm convicted of being one of his, if I walk into the arms of Jesus, may I be like Stephen. May I be courageous and bold and I pray that I will be able to see the face of Christ. But until then, my brothers and sisters, we need to do something. We need to keep on keeping on. We need to keep on believing, keep on walking, keep on following. Keep your heads up. Be strong. Be courageous. Be bold. Be never ashamed of the gospel. Never be ashamed of it. If you go to Romans 1, uh, 1 6, I, I, as I told you, you're going to see what is written on the back of some of the T-shirts we have for the guys. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Why are, are, was he not ashamed of the gospel, and why shouldn't you be? Because it is salvation for those that will believe, and it is emanating from God himself. Never be ashamed of the gospel. Jesus wasn't ashamed of you when he went to the cross. He suffered, he died, he rose again, but never was he ashamed of you. You come to Christ, he forgives your sins, he loves you, he washes them away, makes you white as snow, and guess what? He keeps on loving you no matter how many times you fail. Now, how many times you are not loyal, he still loves you. He still stands before the Father in heaven as your great intermediary, great advocate. The devil can accuse you all he wants to accuse you, but the Son vindicates you. It's by his stripes we are healed. By his blood we have been washed clean. So, I don't know if, if you're experiencing you know, a little depression or a little fear, but don't. I'm, I'm not afraid and I'm not depressed. I'm a, I'm a little feeling quiet today because I'm just in awe of the awesome God that we serve. I've been so blessed to be talking to, to Ann and Steve here at the radio station and to see the people around in this radio station that care. Well, we're once again out of time and and I'll be back next week, and I hope to have some guests with me then. But until then, 
Know that God loves you. Know that you are prayed for and you are prayed for. And so as always, my dearest friends, until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. You've been listening to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. If your heart's been touched and you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to UGMSAC.com, UGMSAC.com. To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916-447-3268, 916-447-3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street.